I'm Dave Baker. And I'm Andrew Price. I hate you. <laughs> no, do it again. That was too far for you? I'm Dave Baker. And I'm Andrew Price. Welcome to Deep Cuts, the podcast where we pick an obscure topic and walk you through the ins, the outs, and the nitty gritty. So you could appear like an interesting and idiosyncratic person at your next forced social function. Today's topic is... Matthew Nolan. Who is Matthew Nolan? He's a man with a dark past. One of questionable decisions like kidnapping, bank fraud, and murder for hire. He's a man who may have traveled across the globe setting up false businesses and engaging in criminal enterprises while wearing dark, slender-cut suits. He almost sounds like a character out of Memento or Inception. Maybe that's because the protagonist of this episode is the real-life brother of Christopher Nolan. Act 1. Three Small Boys in England. Matthew, Christopher, and Jonathan Jonah Nolan were raised by an American mother, Christina Nolan, and a British father, Brendan Nolan. They split their time evenly between London and Chicago growing up. The three brothers were born into a well-to-do family. Christopher, the middle brother, was interested in films and storytelling at a young age. He ultimately went to school in England, where he graduated from University College, London, with a degree in English literature. He then went on to make movies like Memento, starring Guy Pearce, which catapulted him and his brother Jonah to fame and fortune. Memento was based on a short story written by his younger brother. Jonathan Jonah Nolan was schooled and raised primarily in the U.S., attending Georgetown University, which is why he's the only one of the brothers that's got an American accent, A.A. Yeah, what a what a clusterfuck of a family. You got a yeah, one of them's a murderer. One of them just doesn't have the right accent. And he has like two <laughs> names. And yeah. Jonah's not a nickname is not a shortening for Jonathan, so it's like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, Dogs and only, cats only, living only, together. Mass hysteria. Yeah, 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 you know, they're so they're only, you know, only two out of the three of them are, you know, multimillionaires. And then uh, the third one probably also is a multimillionaire just because family connections and all that stuff. Yeah. And bank fraud. Yeah. Information on Matthew's early life is a bit spotty and piecemeal. Matthew is some sort of military experience uh, in his past, supposedly. Uh, he's the oldest of the three siblings and has something of a checkered history. So this is interesting because I don't think that's true. I don't think he actually does have a military past, but he I've I read multiple articles where he was saying that he had a military history in his past, but with so he's people... literally just the Joker from Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because that's um, the whole thing. That was the that's like the 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 fan theory is that he was in the Iraq War and he's mm-hmm, like and he's mm-hmm. like suffering from PTSD from fighting in the war. I mean, and also he, he could... has all these different fictional backstories that he tells different people, which is definitely like something Matthew Nolan did, one hundred percent. But yeah, he he's he. There are different articles. The reporting on this specific story is really bad. Like it's all like because there's nothing. Da- there's no. It's like it's like two articles, and yeah, one of them like one da- of them is the Daily Mail. Which yeah, is no just shit. which is just the British fucking clickbait bullshit. 
Yeah, it's like, and then there's a couple, there's a, a Florida newspaper that did some reporting on it, and then, like, some Latin American papers. Um, but yeah, it's so, it's such a weird story. Information on Matthew Nolan is a little hard to come by, but it crescendos rather quickly into a period in his life where he makes some mistakes early on, tries to straighten up, and then Matthew eventually goes into property development and real estate management before marrying an American woman named Erica. I uh, couldn't find her maiden name anywhere on the internet. She's always just listed as Erica Nolan, who he now has two children with. Also, property development and real estate management is like the sketchiest of legitimate careers. Yeah. Like, especially for somebody who's like related to criminal enterprises, you're just like, are you really a property manager? Or like, does 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 Christopher Nolan just like own a an apartment complex in like somewhere in in the middle of nowhere chicago and you just like run it for him like you're the landlord and that counts as he's in a real estate mogul now like i think i mean i think that uh probably the 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 building that he manages like that scene from dark knight rises where uh killian murphy is like holding court that's probably that was probably taken from that that's probably just a day in matthew nolan's life (laughs) <laughs> every, every villain character in any Christopher Nolan film is just a shade of Matthew Nolan. It's just like a, a a vivid memory he has of his brother. But that's the thing. We'll get into this more later, but I don't even know that it's just him. Like, it's just the villains. Like, it's all his protagonists are this, too. It's kind of fascinating. Like, they're all guys in dark suits who have morally questionable motives and are doing things like... The plot of Memento is not that far off from something Matthew Nolan could have done, you know? Yeah. Becoming obsessed with something and then trying to murder somebody. I mean, that's basically what he did, except he didn't even have the obsession. He just got paid some money, which I guess we should get to. Oh, the, the, also, the, other, the other thing I just wanted to bring up about the lack of information about him is the weirdest part of all this is, like, because Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan are so famous and kind of public facing in their jobs their families their fathers their children their cousins anybody even vaguely remotely related to jonathan and christopher nolan have wikipedia pages and they have hyperlinked pages from each other you know so it'll be like christopher nolan whose brother is this person sister is this person i mean he he doesn't have a sister but you know what i mean Uh, aunt uncle father sister uh brother whatever but they never have hyperlinks to Matthew Nolan, ever. I mean, th- here's the thing: it, like he, th- his existence is like impressively non-existent on the internet. Like he, like his his existence as their brother and the things that he did and the things that happened are like the equivalent of like Prince music on the internet before he died. Like, you just, I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know how they're accomplishing it, but you just can't find it anywhere. And it, it like, you, you got to wonder, like, how much fuck you Inception money has gone into scrubbing. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm barely joking when I say that, like, when we put this episode out, I'm, like, weirdly worried that we're going to get, like, some kind of scary, <laughs> like a brick thrown through a window with a note. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a giant brick shaped like uh, John David Washington's face from Tenant, 
and across the front it's just like take the episode down <laughs> yes also see tenant this july 17th or whatever yeah go to the theater you won't regret it <laughs> they tried to kill us by coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> the most yeah, passive I mean, ag- just... the most passive aggressive uh uh of like mafia takedown ever yeah yeah it's just so weird like there's you know i mean look conspiracy theories are fun i like you know i I like conspiracy theories i don't believe many of them but i really i love that they exist i think it's an interesting component of the human psyche about how we it's easier for us to concoct a giant narrative where everyone is working in concert to hide something rather than embracing the fact that life nine times out of ten is a meaningless chaotic void of pain and hurt yeah and i i i I love i love the kind of like ballet of cognitive dissonance that a lot of those things embrace um yeah it's really it's fascinating how um how conspiracy theorists they're like they they have they're they're almost like have the most cognitive dissonance out of like any other group of people where you know the whole the whole thing about conspiracy theorists is like they they think that they've like i mean they repeat phrases a lot like you need to do like do your research or like don't just believe you know everything you hear they you know their whole thought process revolves around this idea that like they've discovered this real truth and that like you are just a sheep who's just blindly following you know whatever the quote-unquote mainstream media or quote-unquote authorities tell you and it's so funny how like note for note everything that they sort of like confuse or uh, everything that they accuse or project outward on other people is literally what they do like they are blindly believing like a single source of information without doing any amount of research to verify whether it's true or not. But isn't that, they, but I mean, that's why I like it though, because yeah. it, that's the human condition in a nutshell, you know, is, is this, this kind of like self selection and we all make our own universe. You know what I mean? Well, as, and, as we talked about in the Sophia Stewart episode, and as I, I had, I had brought up this quote um, from uh, Nietzsche, who was the granddaddy of, of uh, post-truth. He talked about the fact that, uh, there's no such thing as facts. There's only perspectives. And, um, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists, once again, uh, are the logical extreme of crafting your own universe in your own, in your head. And like, and like you said before, it's, it's specifically because, uh, for whatever reason, they are a more affected, uh, type of person who, uh, for whatever reason, is just less well equipped, well equipped to handle and be able to process the uh, uncaring, objective chaos that is reality. And you know, some people, some people organize their world with things like religion, uh, thinking that like, oh, everything's happens for a reason, and when I die, I get to go to this paradise or whatever. And uh, some people. Uh, latch onto this idea that there's some kind of Byzantine uh, puzzle that is exists in the background radiation of the world that is orchestrating and controlling everything, and it's all being uh, it's all being done to us by some 
dark force, uh, whether it's uh, the deep state government or reptilian, yeah, or Illuminati or reptilian lizard creatures. And like you, I, I, I'm very fascinated by it. And uh, I also, I used to love it a lot more before it got like dark. Like I would agree with, I would absolutely agree with that. Back back when it was like, oh, David Icke, that guy, that dude believes that fucking lizards are coming into our reality and like breeding with us or whatever. This is this is fun, and now it's like oh, like it, it it's just a whole different thing. I mean, I don't know if that's because I'm older now or because it's just worse now. I don't know, but it it it, it it's gotten dark. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Comparatively, this Matthew Nolan thing is like a fucking walk through a poppy field. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like a relief. It's like oh, just a conspiracy theory about a murderous brother of a famous director. Like ah, oh, yeah, some light uh, light of- bathroom reading. In 2005, a gem dealer named Robert Bresca hired Matthew Nolan to resolve a situation for him involving an accountant named Robert Cohen, who had stolen $5 million from Bresca. Yes, it literally sounds like a Christopher Nolan film, but it's not. It's completely real. Okay, so that that doesn't even begin to describe the uncanny nature of this. Like everything about this, it 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 doesn't just sound like a Christopher Nolan film. It sounds like a James Bond movie. Like it's like what the fuck? Like there's there's a there's a gem dealer, not a not a diamond, uh, it's a gem dealer. I didn't even know that was a thing. That sounds like a fictional thing. Yep. Uh, and and the thing that is never really explained like this is the crux like this is the part where like it the like from here on out the unbelievable batshit insanity of this just exponentially grows and this is the point of no return and i couldn't find anything i mean it's not explained anywhere in this text it's not explained anywhere that i could find why did he hire him what's the connection why did he say like this guy was like, somebody stole $5 million from me. Hey, like this random brother of a film director who is like born from into like, like comes from like a affluent British family and works in real estate development. Can you go get my $5 million back? What? What? I know, dude. It's super fucking weird. Like it's really weird. And it, it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, we're going to get into this in a second, but the the other crimes that Matthew Nolan is accused of, some of which he will will not pan out well for him, are financial crimes. They're all like bank fraud, embezzlement, that kind of shit, white collar shit. Why is this the only one? Either he's really good at his job and this was the only time he fucked up and like got caught straight up murdering a dude. Or he just got way in over his head and he was like a guy who did a bunch of like financial crimes and then got in the wrong social circles and someone was like, all right, Maddie, time to fucking murder some dudes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it is one of those two scenarios. It's either like this dude was like secretly the fucking British Iceman and we just we, we don't know about any of his other crimes because he was that good or... My other like somewhat half-hearted theory, because because you know as we get into in a second, like 
when he goes and does this thing, he basically goes under the guise of like being some kind of businessman who's inquiring about working with this guy. And my thought of like the, the, the closest thing to a, to a um, logical explanation for it was that he was just, like you said, he was in a social circle with this guy. He, you know, got talking to him at a party or something like that. Yeah. My own, my only like half hearted theory is just that like he specifically selected him because he thought like you are like you're in real estate development. You're the brother of this. Like, like the, what we're talking about is how insane it is that he chose the brother of Christopher Nolan to do this bizarre thing. But in reality, it could have been exactly because he was the brother of Christopher Nolan. He's like, no one, he would never expect it. If it was just like, you want you went to talk to him and you were just the brother of the guy who made Inception and like you wanted to talk about a business deal and like that was specifically why he hired him to do it but then he ended up going into a false identity or whatever but yeah that that's my only thought is that maybe he maybe he actually hired him because he thought it would be so inconspicuous for like the brother of a famous director to go try to talk to him and like have a fake business deal with him. Like you'll be able to get close enough to garrot him due to that inception cred. Yep. So what type of person is Robert Bresca? Uh, Well, he's the type of Florida millionaire who currently runs a precious gem empire and who was sentenced to four years in jail in the 1980s after being exposed as a drug trafficker. So, you know, a really upstanding guy who definitely you would want to be in business with. This isn't real. <laughs> this it, is, you know what it is? It's, it's This is Guy this, Ritchie's fever dream. No, 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 no. This is Barbara Broccoli and and the, the Eon Estate. They, they, they sell James Bond to Columbia. They're like, we're done. We're cashing out. Give us a bazillion dollars. We're leaving. And then Columbia decides to reboot it and they hire the Coen brothers to make a James Bond movie. That's what this is. This is, you know, Oh Brother, We're Out Thou, but with garroting and silencers and buffoons. This is as Christopher McC- Christopher McClory, Kevin McClory, sorry. Kevin McClory, Kevin as, McClory. As Kevin McClory was on his deathbed, as his brain went into a vegetative state and he flatlined, this was like the last neuron in his brain firing off and creating a new reality that that in the in the in his final 10 seconds of life before he died it within that 10 seconds <laughs> it created a lifetime that stretched out into infinity and that's our universe yes and yes. everything else around it us everything that else has happened in the history of this universe is all just circumstantial padding to facilitate this happening Yep, 100%. We're all just living in the simulation of Christopher or Kevin McClory's dying brain neuron sputters. Yep. It would explain 100%. a lot. Honestly, yes. if that was true, I'd be like, oh. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feels good. <laughs> when the five million went missing, according to American court papers, Bresca blamed Cohen despite counter allegations that Cohen's rich Costa Rican business partner, Mario Quintana, had actually stolen the money. So, in case you're having trouble tracking this, Robert Bresca is the shady-ass ex-drug trafficker gem dealer 
who discovers one day that $5 million is missing. He blames his accountant, Robert Cohen. Robert Cohen's like, nah, boo, ain't me. It was this other shady dude that we've been in business with, Mario Quintana. Cohen, scared for his life, fled to Costa Rica because that's what you do when you're on the bad side of a former drug trafficker, current gem empresario. That's actually uh, the, That's actually when you go to airports and they have the 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 like vacation ads for Costa Rica. Yeah, that's what that's what the slide, the, slide, yeah, the, yeah. the the tagline is. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um it's a happy family in Baja and there's the tagline at the bottom is just like they'll Are never you on find the run? you. <laughs> yeah. Uh Quintana also scared for his life was already in Costa Rica. Unfortunately though, just validating what we just said that like that's the that's the place. That's the go-to place. He, uh, unfortunately, though, in 2004, when you're hungry, you grab a Snicker. I just, I totally stepped on that bomb with a dumb joke I was going to make. Read that again. Sorry. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, however, Quintana in 2004 committed suicide, which also is like, who the fuck knows if he actually committed suicide? You know? It's fucking unreal. It's It's all unreal. Yeah, it's fucking crazy both men were apparently concerned about bresca's underworld connections and would that they would and that they would quickly do them in regardless of if they did or did not have the money it's still definitive um that it's still uh non-conclusive who actually stole the money but what is definitive is that quintana's fucking dead as shit at the point in which our story starts how so the uh, how scary do you have to be for somebody at the mirror, just like somebody else accusing you of something, you just kill yourself. You're just like, yeah, you're just like, rather fuck die it, than deal with this. And why is the brother of the guy who directed the Insomnia remake hanging out with this guy? How does that happen? They're just hanging out, bro. They're just he. Maybe he's a huge Batman fan. Robert Bresca, like he loves gem slinging, drug trafficking, and neoconservative propaganda filtered through the lens of nostalgic comic book films. So Matthew Nolan was like was like the the Charlie Murphy of <laughs> of uh of Christopher Nolan of just like going around hanging out with celebrities and high profile people literally just solely because he's the brother of this other guy and his entire personality is based around I'm this guy's brother so like hang out with me. I mean, you but joke. Then, but we'll, then, get, we'll get to it. In, we'll get to it in a minute. But, but it's as he, if. But it's as if Charlie Murphy went over to Prince's house and was playing basketball, and then Prince was like, "I need you to kill somebody for me." <laughs> I mean, you joke, but he did conduct a very successful, or purportedly successful, you know, money money uh, bank fraud scheme, basically off of a very similar principle to that. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. Let's let's stay on, on course here. Um, when asked about how he felt about Bresca in court filings, Robert Cohen said, Bresca is capable of putting my life in danger. If anything were to happen to me, Mr. Bresca would be responsible. Mr. Bresca... I'm going to say this right. I'm going to go on record and say that I feel that way about you. <laughs> you think I'm going to... Anybody out you? there listening, if anything happens to me, it was Dave. I would like to I would like to hear how you think I would kill you. Like what would I do? Just you just eat me alive. 
Mr. Bresca then supposedly hired Matthew Nolan to, in air quotes, regain the money. But, you know, the brother of a famous filmmaker is always the guy you want going into a situation in Costa Rica where some dudes have stolen $5 million from you. I mean, seriously, who, who, I can't, I, I, I don't know, I can't decide which one is the dumber one or the more in over their head one. The, the guy who is the brother of Christopher Nolan who like accepted a job as like a as like a mob enforcer for some reason out of nowhere or the guy or the guy or the guy who hired Christopher Nolan's brother to be his mob enforcer I mean maybe it's not <clears throat> out of nowhere maybe he has a secret military background that we just aren't able to uncover like he there he talks about he you know there's like allusions to this military background in a couple articles but like nothing's ever specific and there's no there's never any like this is what he did and this is where like maybe he's a fucking secret blackwater guy for an ex but he, he, matthew nolan that, just is 007 and he's and, not and the kevin mccory thing is just completely true he's he's just <clears throat> not he's not he's not i, I everything else in this is always about him as a property manager and him and dealing with like shitty bank loans and like stealing people's money. There's never other That's exactly stuff like what this. 007 would want you to think is right. His life yeah. was Matthew Nolan taking the job allegedly used an assumed name, faked a British passport, which is weird because oh, I guess he did that because he didn't want to have his own identity showing that he went into Costa Rica. Yeah. So he faked a British passport, which will come back later and will fuck him in a big way. And hired another man upon reaching Costa Rica named Luis Alonso Douglas Mejia. Um, and in a lot of the reporting, his name gets reported incorrectly. People in a lot of, specifically the Daily Mail article, they they refer to him as Douglas Mejia. That's not his name. I don't think you mentioned this in here, but he posed as the bellhop at the hotel. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. In, that's insane. Yeah, and it, it's funny because yeah, so Douglas May, or uh, Luis Luis Mejia posed as the bellhop at the hotel that Robert Cohen and um, uh, Matthew Nolan met at. But the thing that's so crazy is because the reporting of this is done off of these kind of sketchy ass sites and newspapers, um, it's often just reported that he was a bellhop. Yeah, yeah. Like this, this whole story gets like it's like everybody's kind of just glancing at a Wikipedia and then phoning it in and all the details kind of like keep drifting. So it's hard to really track. Yeah, I read, I read an article. I mean, I, I kind of just put two and two together based on different sources uh, because I, I read an article that was saying that he was the bellhop and they kind of presented it like Matthew Nolan like hired him then and there to help yep. him. Like he was just the bellhop and he was like, hey, kid. You want to help me kidnap a guy? But then like in other articles, they say that he hired him prior to it. So I, I put two and two together and I was like, oh, he this was his accomplice. And then he like posed as a bellhop at the hotel. But but these articles are presenting it like he just like he's just like held out a 20 and was just like, grab that guy. <laughs> uh, So they team up and then. Luis Mejia assists our boy Matty Nono in kidnapping, torturing, and then ultimately murdering Robert Cohen, which is just so crazy. It's it just it's I can't I 
I can't believe that this isn't like a major story, like just a thing that's everybody knows, especially because Christopher Nolan, it's not like he's had one. It's not like Dark Knight was the pinnacle of his career and then everything else has kind of been downhill from there or you know, it's he's someone who constantly has these massive peaks in his career. Every movie he makes is an event. And with that comes a lot of attention. And with that attention comes prying eyes who are looking for dirt to dig up on you. And the fact that this really only kind of got publicized during the promotional tour for the for Inception is really strange. Like, listen, everybody in the world knows that Tom Hanks's brother does all the voices of Woody in all the toys, video games, and commercials for Toy Story. Everybody knows that. The fact, I'll say it, I'll repeat what I said before, the fact that nobody knows about this, just imagine the the fucking Inception money that has gone into scrubbing this and keeping it out of things. It's fucking wild, man. It's fucking wild. Nolan supposedly posed as a businessman interested in hiring Cohen for his accounting services. After that, the two men kidnapped him. Multiple witnesses put Cohen and Nolan in the same room on one occasion, and then the next day, an eyewitness purportedly saw Mejia forcing Cohen into a car at an open-air shopping mall. The really funny thing about that fact is that I forget the model of the car now, but multiple different articles reference the fact that it was something like, you know, a 2002 Honda CRV or like something really specific and dorky. Like it just, it's so funny that it's always this, like this entire story is just completely haunted by the specter of ineptitude. Like everything about it is just bloated and unfortunate. The details of it are all like from a movie it's like the the details of it are just like this is a fucking movie as we've been saying but then the execution of it is just like oh this is just some fucking idiot like who thinks he's like a spy yeah next they then attempted to extort the millions of missing dollars from cohen's family however that did not work so they basically kidnapped this guy who's an accountant. They're like, all right, we need you to give us these $5 million. He's like, I don't have the $5 million. They're like, we're going to fucking torture you. Give us the money. I don't have it. All right, then we're going to try and get your family to give us the money. And they're like, we don't have this money. Please stop torturing our, you know, our guy, our, our Bobby Coco. And then, you know, they just fucking murder him. And on that note, act break. <laughs> Two, life in an infinite cage. After these events transpired, Matthew Nolan then fled Costa Rica and came back to the United States. He lived and worked for a few years, operating what allegedly was a low-run bank fraud racket, where he would convince banks to give him large sums of money by using his brother's name and potentially insinuating that these funds would be used in concert for either development or filming purposes related to Christopher Nolan's work. So it's exactly what you were saying before. Like, he just is just like, you know, Christopher Nolan, he's my brother. Yeah, which which uh, which reminds me of uh, I think I told you this story uh, probably when we were talking about this story and it reminded me of it. So I'm just reiterating a meat space conversation we had. But uh, the, it reminds me of uh, the fact that um, uh, Dane Cook, his his brother was a, like he had an older brother. And he was like his manager for his entire career. 
and he basically did the same thing where he would just go around and just be like, I'm fucking Dane Cook's brother. And he would do all these weird shady things and sort of glom on to the notoriety of Dane Cook. But he was also his manager. So he and he basically like embezzled all of Dane Cook's money. And so Dane Cook just, I guess, apparently just in, I mean, according to Dane Cook, but he he apparently just implicitly trusted him and was so trusting of him and so unconcerned that he never looked into any of his business affairs. And so for years, all throughout his back during his early success and his whole career leading up to when he sort of had his whole downfall with like getting called out to be a joke as a joke thief, that entire time, he just thought he was super rich. But in reality, his brother was just stealing all of his money. And when he finally looked into like things, something fishy happened and he finally kind of became suspicious and he finally like looked into his finances and he was just like, I'm broke. And then his brother like fled and then they ended up catching him and he's like in prison now. But don't don't uh, just don't trust your brother. That's what that's where just you got an older brother. Just nip it in the butt early. Yeah, thankfully. uh, Also, I don't. You Thankfully, don't. I don't have any older brothers, but I am the older brother. So, what does that mean? I mean, you're you're definitely uh, you're you're definitely embezzling money from your from your brother from your siblings, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, you have a different Gucci hat on every time I see you. <laughs> um, another there, there's one detail though that's left out of this, and I think it's funny because it I think I feel like it just lends more to the ineptitude of this whole Mickey Mouse operation. So one detail left out of this is after they kidnapped him and after they tortured him, but before, no, after they kidnapped him, but before they tortured and then ultimately killed him, they got him. He was taken to some undisclosed location and basically held uh, like, you know, fucking uh, John Paul Getty, the third by the Mejia guy. So he stayed in Costa Rica and he's like, I'm going to keep this guy in this house or whatever it was. Uh, Nolan returned um, like like literally the day after they got him. He returned to the United States. He stayed there for like a couple days and then he flew to Paris and he he stayed there for a little bit. And then he flew to somewhere else. He flew to like he he flew to the US, the Paris and then some, some third place. I forget what it was. I, I should have written it down. Um, but he basically just immediately got on a plane and then just did this world tour uh, of like probably just doing like business meetings or whatever, and then flew back to Costa Rica after that. So he was gone for like a month or maybe I don't know if it was a month. It was it, he was gone for a while, and then he and then he flew back to to, uh, to Costa Rica. The reason why these details are so vague is because the art the the articles that talk about these details are so vague, like. None of these articles give really like locked down specific details on anything, uh, like you said earlier. Uh, so he flew back to Costa Rica and then they tortured and killed him, which when I read that to me, it sounded like in Matthew Nolan's mind, he was like, if I create a paper trail where I like fly home with my fake passport and then like use my real passport to fly to Paris from the U.S., It'll be like I was here the whole time. I'm creating yeah, my own I, I alibi. I obviously couldn't have murdered yeah. him because I was here. And it just, it's once again, it's that, it's, it's that like inept, it's that inept, like, 
a, an idiot thinking that he's having like a really genius plot and just not realizing like, yeah, I mean, that means nothing. Like they'll, they could see the gaps and like you can't account for the, the, the gap between when you were here and when you were there. So it really proves nothing if you fly to Paris or whatever. It's just, it, it, it accomplishes nothing. Yeah. The FBI began, wait, did I, uh, where are we? Oh, yeah, yeah. The FBI began tracking Nolan, attempting to put him in prison for these white-collar crimes, but ultimately did not catch him for a few years. Eventually, his house of cards caught up with him. He was taken to court and forced to declare bankruptcy, because basically he'd just been doing all this crazy money laundering shit, and, you know, it just, the momentum just collapsed in on itself. Simultaneously, can you, just, can you imagine just being the, in that court case where people are just like, raking over the coals for some money laundering white collar crimes and you just in your head you're just like like just the severity of it is almost weirdly softened by the fact that you're just in your head you know that you also murdered a guy (laughs) (laughs) off of the bidding of a cartoonish mustache twirling gem impresario yeah you're just Uh, like you're just like you have no idea yeah you're like yes this embezzlement is the only thing I've ever done wrong. <laughs> uh, the Costa Rican government um, told an extradition court that they believed that Bresca had hired Nolan um, to. <laughs> he kept during the during the court case as he's like giving his statements or whatever. He he was making statements like that, and like what and and like they keep just being like what, and he's like oh nothing. And and they're just like, yeah, during the entire case, he kept making these vague statements that sounded like he was alluding to some other thing that we didn't know about. He kept, I definitely don't have a dark yeah. past. You shouldn't look into it. He kept widening his eyes and saying, you're telling me. Mejia was brought up on similar charges in Costa Rica and was ultimately convicted of these crimes. The FBI unit investigating Nolan for bank fraud charges wanted him in connection with a case at the time for a $700,000 loan where he had just absconded with the money and never dealt with any of the loan issues. The Costa Rican government asked for him to be extradited back to Costa Rica in order to stand trial for a school of alleged crimes. He was taken into custody while leaving the Chicago court in connection with this bankruptcy by the FBI. And they were basically just like, all right. Uh, we we're, we may extradite you. We're not sure. We haven't been able to find you. And now you're in this crazy bankruptcy court case. So we're putting you in prison until the extradition court can sort out whatever the fuck is going on. And uh, that's I think that's got to be like the craziest thing is that the FBI couldn't find him. He seems like a dude who just hung out in Chicago and was like, hey, I'm Christopher Nolan's brother, like just walking down the street. Like, I don't understand why it was so difficult for them to wrangle him. Rich. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy's whole scheme was so poorly plotted. What was it? Interstellar? (laughs) (laughs) He was held in prison for a time while the extradition orders worked their way through the courts. Robert Cohen's body was found in 2005 near the Caribbean coast in Costa Rica, badly beaten. A court in Costa Rica heard testimony that there were very little chances that Cohen was not killed. <laughs> it's basically just like, yeah, the only way this guy could have died is if he like 
threw himself down a staircase filled with this fists. This dude was that... murdered. Yeah, he was murdered. A Costa Rican pathologist was said to have found evidence that the subject was in severe pain and extreme anguish even before being bludgeoned to death, meaning whoever was acting out this horrible deed was attempting to extract information from him, ultimately taking his life. An FBI agent said, Matthew Nolan is one of the most arrogant people I've talked to. And I grabbed him after he had eluded me for one or two years, and when I arrested him, his words to me were, you never would have got to me if it wasn't for the bankruptcy. <laughs> is that British? But it was his greed that got him because of his bankruptcy. To add an interesting wrinkle to this, Matthew Nolan's defense was not enacted by a public defender. Hmm. Leading to some believe that Bresca was actually funding his defense, which is in some ways an indictment all its own. Others point to the fact that his brothers, the very, very wealthy filmmakers, were funding his defense. Listen, I feel like that's probably the more logical of listen, the two. Like a hundred percent. The entire first season of Westworld funded this court case so much money but so that, much but money uh, joking aside that's impossible because this happened in like 2010 and westworld didn't come out until like 2015 while in prison in 2009 awaiting a verdict for his extradition where he was being held without bond in april of that year nolan pled guilty to preparing an escape from the chicago jail that he was being housed in unreal this dude, this dude goes to Costa Rica off the bidding of a gem czar, murders an accountant, flies back to the States, embezzles a shitload of money in a elaborate, idiotic bank fraud scheme, and then, when in prison, waiting to be extradited, tries to escape in, like, a 1930s-style escape from Alcatraz. I'm gonna sew 30 bedsheets together. That's crazy. Here's That's the, crazy. It's crazy, but the key distinction here, because you hear about these stories, these historical stories where people did these insane, unbelievable things that you just can hardly fathom that a human being could could dream up, let alone execute it. You know, like that guy that like made a gun out of soap or whatever it was to escape, to stage an escape from prison or like... Or Charles Bronson and how he would, like, take uh, prison guards captive and he would grease himself up with butter. And then he would, like, so that the prison guards couldn't grab onto him whenever they were trying to, like, recapture him. Um, just all these crazy things from history. Just insane shit that, pe that people have done. The thing about this story is, like, it's almost, it's just, like, a dude, like, tr like a, a dude trying to do those types of things but just failing at all of them. It's like, oh, it's it's insane that he tried to escape from the prison by making a rope out of bedsheets. It's like, yeah, that is insane. But he didn't, he didn't do it. He didn't even like come close. He just like started to do it. And then it just didn't he got happen. He got all 30 of the sheets together. <laughs> and then someone was like, um, hey, Matthew, have you seen 30 sheets? <laughs> It's like a guy who literally, like, everything that he did was literally, like, his, the depth of his knowledge and expertise goes as far as um some movies that he saw. Like, he just saw some movies, and then he just tried to do the things in the movies. 
which almost is like maybe why it sounds so cinematic and why it sounds like a Christopher Nolan movie. It's like a, it's like the snake eating its own tail where you've got this dude who clearly grew up in a household, you know, at least with a brother who had this deep appreciation of cinema, ended up going on to make movies. So he's just a guy who's like seen a bunch of movies and then like he just in a in a very reactionary way as he's navigating through this situation that he's in way over his head on he's just like what did, what do they do in a movie they they have like a guy poses a bellhop and kidnap the guy by throwing a burlap sack over his head in broad daylight and throwing him in a car and then like something about like you can make an alibi for yourself by like flying to Paris with your own passport and then he just like did these things but then they just didn't work and the best part of this is that the thing that caught him or got him caught by the extradition court was the fake passport. Like that's yeah. what tripped off authorities that he was in um, in Costa Rica during this whole thing. Like if he had come up with a different way of getting into the country, maybe he wouldn't have even been connected with this at all. The old Al Capone skidoo. Murder a dude, thought- but get taken down because of a forged passport. Yep. And not paying your taxes, right? Isn't that what also brought Al Capone down? Well, no, I mean, th- that's what I mean. It's like he yeah. he was a he was one of the m- most ruthless mob bosses in history. But the way that they got him was by yeah. this mundane bureaucratic thing. Yeah. And then he died of syphilis, shitting himself to death. And now he's being portrayed by Tom Hardy to complete the Christopher Nolan connection. Look, I'm just I'm just trying to say, you know, Tom Hardy... I'm definitely more of a stable person than Josh Trank, and I've got a pitch for you. It's called Costa Rica Murder and Matthew Nolan Time, and I think you'd be a great Matthew Nolan, all right? You've got the English accent. You've got the physique. I, come on, man. Come on, Tom Hardy. Be our Matthew Nolan. He could play Matthew Nolan. He could play also play the Mejia guy. He could play Cohen. He could play Christopher oh, Nolan. D- 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 he he could play Christopher Nolan. He could play uh, what's the guy's name? The drug czar guy, G, G something. Oh gosh, I forgot his name. Fuck me. Let me scroll up. Let me find it. Uh, Robert. Oh, Robert Bresca. He could play Robert Bresca. Yeah, he he could play everybody in this movie. I want a three-hour Once Upon a Time in America crime epic where every fucking person in the movie is played by Tom Hardy. Yep. And I have to have Final Cut. Well, that's. Just, I mean. That's just a given. And I want the whole movie to be found footage. Everybody shooting themselves on their iPhones. Yep. In their own houses because of quarantine. Mm-hmm. 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 That's all, that's all I'm saying, man. That's all I'm saying. Which shouldn't be too hard because it's just Tom Hardy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he can't afford costumes or makeup, so it's just like him like doing this for a mustache, putting his f- finger over his lip, and like wearing glasses when he's Robert Bresca and like in a fake wig as uh, Erica Nolan. Love it. I think he could pull it off. Have you seen Locke? Yes. He could pull it off. Yeah. Did you like Locke? I loved Locke. Did you see uh, Wheelman? It's another movie like that where it's just a guy in a car the whole time. No. Wheelman. I, 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 yeah, no, I haven't. I, I got it. Like, I got into a weird kick of watching movies that take place with a single actor in one location at that time. And I had watched Locke and uh, Buried. And uh, drawing a blank on some of the other ones I watched. Wait no, it doesn't. Minute. I won't. We talked about Tom Hardy for a solid ten minutes, and Bane didn't come out. I'm Gagey Gagey, and today we're gonna be counting down the top ten roles that Tom Hardy plays inside Matthew Nolan's Stab Stab. 
I personally find Tom Hardy to be a little overrated. I'm KG Kasham, and today I'd like to tell you, David Andrew Price, to go fuck yourself. No one shit talks my dude, Shinzon, okay? I'm, my name is Bane. Like I said, go fuck yourself. Any opinion expressed by Bane is not represented by the entity that is David Andrew Price. I'm Gagey Gisham, and in this day we're counting down the top ten times I've said go fuck yourself to D.A. Price. <laughs> Guards had uncovered a 30-foot-long bed linen rope that had been made of tying bed sheets together and a bundle of razors and clips designed to unlock handcuffs. It was apparent that he was going to use these contraptions to attempt to break out of his cell and flee justice. The best part of that, too, is like, was he just... He didn't actually have a plan for how to pick the locks of the handcuffs. He just, like, was collecting razors. He's like, these will come in handy later. I'm telling you, he just, he his, his the extent of his research was that he saw public enemies. Yeah. That was it. That was it. And he's like, I can, I can do that stuff. The likelihood of this succeeding, however, was fairly minimal, as one of the guards during a court testimony said, it was make-believe stuff. Prison guards had his cell turned over and had ropes made up of the guards. Dave, 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 I got you, fam. It was make-believe stuff. Prison guards had his cell turned over and he had rope made up. The guards said it was the best rope they had ever made or they had ever seen made. I love it. Apparently, I just can't read quotes. Can't do it. Um, I, I'm impressed by the fact that they thought it was the best rope ever made. I feel like that might have just been the fact because it was the only rope that they had ever seen made. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, I've just I've been a prison guard for 30 years. I spend most of my time here. I don't usually see ropes. Rope is just it's nothing in a prison that really requires rope. Only a only a madman would ever consider trying to escape from prison using a rope. So, admittedly, I'm easily impressed. Pretty much just the fact that it was a rope was pretty. It didn't. It didn't have to jump high uh, that that far to to get over the bar on this one. Yeah. And now we're nearing the conclusion of our story. Ultimately, the extradition courts found that there was not enough evidence to extradite Matthew Nolan back to Costa Rica, which just screams of. Christopher Nolan fuck was just you, like Inception money. Yeah, fuck you, Inception money. There's just yeah, there's just no way that this guy would not have been extradited if he wasn't Christopher Nolan's brother and a white dude with an English accent. <laughs> like it just when, it's just the truth. When my payoff money is in your wallet, then you have my permission to exonerate. Chicago, this is your exoneration. I should have. I should have done it like this. Doesn't really sound like Bane unless you're covering your mouth. You should invest in my patented signature line of Bane bottles. Hold on. Officially licensed by Christopher Nolan to allow you to sound like Bane. Hello, it's me, Matthew Nolan Bain. Gotham, once I've been acquitted, you have my permission to move on and not acknowledge that I ever existed or murdered a guy in Costa Rica. You have my permission to delete this entry from Christopher Nolan's Wikipedia page. 
and have a moderator sitting there with his finger on the mouse waiting to delete any edit as it comes in within milliseconds that's what we that's what we should do we should we should add this whole thing as a we should edit this on to Christopher Nolan's Wikipedia page and then link to this episode as like a source and see how long it stays up I'm game I was born in the Mods Forum. You have merely adopted it. Welcome back to Bane on Bane. The po- only podcast where Bane peers into the psyche of Bane and discovers what makes him tick. I've always felt self-conscious about my brother being famous. Now I embezzled 700 thousand dollars from banks it's becoming more sean connery i love your brother's film baneception instead of a top at the end of the movie it's just a mask twirling on its shelf (laughs) 45 minutes later why is the actor from the Avengers, not the new one, but that one from, like, the n- late 90s, talking into a water bottle right now? <laughs> yeah, because it's... I don't know why I keep doing him as, as Sean Connery, but apparently bane, my bane is Sean Connery. Extradition courts found that he was not to be extradited. Judge William Hibbler sentenced Nolan to 14 months behind bars for his botched escape attempt. Upon release, he served Was it botched? Or was it just a thing that didn't actually happen and he just made a rope? Also, in multiple articles, I've seen different sentences. Sometimes he's just sentenced to probation. Sometimes he's actually sentenced to time. So I really don't know. Sometimes he did escape and has never been heard from again. I mean, you say that, but he kind of has. Like, he got off. Aside from that one stint in jail, like, he's basically just been living the quiet life. Uh, and the only person who actually served time for the murder of Robert Cohen was Luis Mejia. That, and ever since then, poor, he's, poor just been, he's just been kicking it. He's been doing his thing. Man, I wonder what it would be like to just murder a guy and then just go on about your business. I don't really want to know what it would be like to murder a guy. So um, I'll I'll leave that one to you. You know, if you want to go out and like murder a guy, I, you have my support. Um, but I'm good. So Being complicit is almost as bad as doing the act yourself no it's not that i'm complicit it's more that i'm um just uh, emotionally supportive uh without being legally culpable you know yeah so that's that's the that's the the area i'm trying to land in yeah the true highway to the danger zone yeah like everyone who's ever worked with tom cruise they, they have all been emotionally supportive of his various murders that he's committed <laughs> behind the scenes <laughs> You joke, but uh, have we seen Katie Holmes recently? Nope. That's what I'm saying. Any closing thoughts? Man, uh, Matthew Nolan's whole, his whole scheme was just this elaborate series of convoluted subplots that intertwined and built towards like an ultimately dissatisfying end. What was it? Dunkirk? Sick burn. 
sick burn. Also, before we end this episode, I feel like we should say that this episode topic was suggested by Emmett Helen from the Deep Cuts Facebook discussion group. Um, and I'm real excited that they suggested this uh, topic because this was fucking crazy and blew my goddamn mind. I was like, what? what? This is a real thing? The fact that we found that out from a, f- from a listener suggestion in our Facebook group, and that's basically the the most <coughs> that's basically the discussion had in that in that comment thread is the most information about this story on the internet pretty much <laughs> pretty much yeah so you know insane. if you're if you're interested in hanging out with us or being a part of discussions like a bunch of nerds freaking out over the fact that Christopher Nolan's brother murdered a dude in Costa Rica and then got away with it and is now still living in Chicago free and clear um Deep Cuts podcast group. That's the uh, name of the group. Join it. This is join the discussion. Join the discussion today. This has been Deep Cuts. I'm Dave Baker. And I'm Andrew Price. Please sub the show. You can find me online at www.heydavebaker.com. You can also find fun drawings and stuff that I've done on the Shermstergerms at xdavebakerx, same as on Twitter. Um, and also, uh, Andrew, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me sipping a Mai Tai at, at, at poolside at a Costa Rican hotel waiting for my mark to show up. And you can also find me at dapricerights.com. DA which is now a real website and not just a fake joke website that I've been saying for 10 episodes. And what, what might someone find at this illustrious website? What, you can what, find what, a what link. What product could there be? You can find a link to the Deep Cuts podcast. Yeah, that's not what I'm asking you to and fucking you can promote, goddammit. And you can also find a link to buy my comic, Deadbolt AI Private Eye. That's exactly what I was trying to get you to say. Available now. As Thank seen you. on TV. I'm glad that you finally embraced the dark side of commercialism and made a website where someone can buy your comic. Deep Cuts is a production by Boy Genius Media. If you'd like to find this show and others like it, please visit boygeniusmedia.com or deepcutspod.com. If you want to join in on post-episode discussions, please join the Deep Cuts Podcast Facebook group. Finally, subscribe to our YouTube channel for additional video content.